Welcome to our kitchen, where we will record the intro. This is the Sound Computer Club. Yeah. Yeah. I this did, is I... Scott Stimson, the host with... The Sovereign Master wait. Smog, Emily Simpson, the favorite child, maker, brainless, breaker of hearts, finisher of hope. Wait, 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 start again, start again. Start, start again? again. I, don't, I don't have a new title. I, you don't have a new title? I need a new title. Oh, well, now you can't start again. All this is going to be in the intro. Oh, God. <laughs> and we have just started Samana Santa. Emily's busy baking. Baking brownies. While I'm making coffee, and we thought that since the computer club is going to be tomorrow, that we should probably get the podcast from last meeting out. Yeah! So this is the late intro once again. So, brownies. No comment. I, I'm thinking of a new time. Well, you could be brownie maker. I could be. I'm over. Brownie is, baker. Brownie baker. Maker bracelets, baker of brownies. Baker of brownies. That's good. Well, excellent. I'm looking forward to having chocolate brownies and drinking coffee. I don't really like coffee, but I like brownies, so I can relate to one of those statements. Anything um, else? Anything else you'd like to add to the, uh, how long do you say until brownies are at 30? To, does it have to? Does it have to be so long before we have brownies? Yes, my man. Listen, bake, baking is half the journey. Okay, listen. Sometimes, you know how people say that it's not about the destination, it's about the journey or something like that? What was it, what's the saying? It's, it's not about the, yeah, I think you had it right. It's, it's not, not about, about the, the destination, destination, it's, it's about the, the journey. journey. This, is a de- this baking thing is definitely about the destination. Like 100% about the destination. I don't care about the journey as long as the destination is great, Okay. So you heard that straight from the brownie baker themselves. (laughs) And since I said brownie baker, let's bring this intro to a close. Once again, I am Scott Stimson, International Computer Solutions. If you're looking for computer help out there, why don't you get a hold of me? Email remote at internationalcs.net. And I am here with... Uh, Sovereign Mass Mixed Moths, Emily Stimson, the favorite child, maker of bracelets, baker of brownies, breaker of hearts, finisher of homework, apprentice, laptop tech, keeper of fools, mythology enthusiast, shapeshifter, waffle child, witch. And we're here to say, tech on! Tech on! Until next Tuesday. Hi there. How are you guys doing this morning? Is it, is it sunny in your house? You have to wear a hat, or you're outside. They're out on the porch with either a router or a drone. I can't tell the difference from this angle. <laughs> the drone? Now they're just showing off more technology. That's right. They're going to do a special segment today. I think. Sounds off. Yeah. Now I got it. We have to pack up our stuff, so we haven't played enough with our drone. So I'm trying to get a few pictures of the place before we pack it all up. Oh, awesome. <laughs> She'll have a, you'll have to share some of those with us later. I guess we'll see them on Facebook. So, Paul, you bring any topics to today's meeting? I can stick in our rundown. Uh, everything seems to be running smoothly. Well, that's good to hear. Uh, as far as problems are concerned, we had our uh, we had our other house painted inside, so that was a big activity. Cool. I'm monitoring internet problems. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, it won't be a big deal. It's disappointing because when I do this, I need a certain amount of bandwidth to go out and I get both X-Pro and Telmex. But when I choose to go out, it's going to be one or the other. And and I have a a load-balancing router that's making the decision for me. 
The problem is it keeps picking the wrong one <laughs> at any given moment. Oh, no. So the, the one that's working for going out is Telmex right now. But if I have to use Telmex, then I have very slow download rates. I, I get like two to five megabits a second, which is fine for this conversation, but it's a little awkward trying to pull up web pages or something. Oh, I do have a little topic. Uh, I'm interested in getting a VPN for Juan's router. Oh, okay. Because I can see morning, Netflix, Chester. but I good morning. But I can't see uh, Discovery Channel and stuff like that on the on the Fire Stick. Well, have you considered using that smart DNS? Well, I'll tell you uh, a, no, a, sim- I, a simple solution is is that ExpressVPN because you can install it right to the Fire Stick. That's oh, that's a very right? simple. Yeah, it's slightly more expensive, but it's very straightforward. How much is that? Uh, let's see. Express. Express. Yeah. Express VPN. Well, if you buy in a year lump, it looks like it's eight thirty two a month versus uh twelve ninety five a month. <clears throat> if you do six months, wow. it's ten dollars. Ten dollars a month. So then, what is uh smart DNS? Smart DNS oh, pricing. Seems to me smart DNS was quite a bit cheaper the last time I looked at it. I used to have one that was about $50 a year. Yeah, I'm thinking that's probably about the price of smart DNS. I'm waiting for the price to come up right now. I guess I should plug in my other... Does that go on the fire stick? Does that go on the fire stick or the router? (laughs) Yeah, so smart DNS, you can buy 12 months for $48.14 right now. They've got some discount going on. Wow, you can buy two years of it for $60. Um, The big difference between the two is that smart DNS is routing traffic, specific traffic, to uh, a different destination. So that like when you you ask for Netflix, you're using smart DNS as your DNS. And you uh, when you ask for Netflix, it actually routes you to a different address that allows you to behave as though you're in the United States for Netflix. They have a, a list of services that they're providing to you, like Netflix, Pandora, Hulu. So they've got just this checklist of services that they're guaranteeing that you have access. Whereas ExpressVPN, a VPN is, is different from a proxy in that, that it creates a tunnel into the United States and then you do all your behavior from there. And so just a, a bit of a fundamental difference, but if the it, there's slight difference if you're just doing TV. And I'm kind of partial to smart DNS because of the pricing and because of that emphasis on your access to those services kind of puts the onus on them to help you sort out why you can't get to Netflix or you can't get to Prime. They, you, can, you can chat with them and say, hey, I bought your product because I'm trying to get to Netflix. Netflix as though I'm in the U.S. Why? Why isn't it working? They actually they have a dashboard on Smart yeah. DNS that lets you see all the different services that are up or whether you're up or not at that moment. What were you going to say, Paul? I'm sorry. Uh, so that goes on the router, though. Well, it can, or it can go on the individual device. The, what's important is that your WAN address, the the one that Telmex or or Juan gives you, is registered in their system as being a Smart. DNS I um 
enabled connection. And you do that from your laptop. So it, w what happens is you put their DNS addresses in your equipment, be it the Fire Stick or the router for your whole network or your, your laptop. But you, you change to using them as a DNS. And then when you go to look something up like Netflix, it checks their DNS to see if your internet connection is listed with them. And if it is, then they route your traffic as though you're in the United States for that service. Mm -hmm. does, well, does that make I, sense? Do you think I should talk to Juan about him installing it? Well, it's uh, or me. I can help you with it. <laughs> I not to not to take work away from Juan, but at that level, we're kind of competing for the same customer. You're my customer, right, Paul? <laughs> I'd be happy to right, help you right. with it. Yeah. I and if you put it on the router for your whole network, then you can um, take advantage of it from any of the devices that you have. Morning, Dave. Morning, Pop. Good to see you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Because my computer is on. It goes to his uh, signal too. Yeah. Now the interesting thing with his signal Only is that you may already be registered because of he has so many customers that are trying to do the same thing that there's a very good possibility oh, yeah. that one of them is already registered that connection and you quite literally would only have to change your dns to take advantage of it dave i think you were going to say something i didn't mean to interrupt mm. you well i was just going to say if you're going to do things on the router be well aware that the different providers work very very differently and even within express vpn there's two basic options that work very different and support different features uh, i've gone through this quite a bit you know and so you know, if you have some specifics, give me a question. Yeah, the okay. actually with the Express, if you were to use Express VPN, I would typically recommend that that you instead of manually setting up a router, use one of the routers that's certified for their firmware, because it's just you get their you, you get this window into their service through your router. Yeah, firmware, much more. which they call Lightway, is supported by a number of specific routers. It works fairly well. It does not support the USB port, which is a big item for me because that's how my backup automatically runs continuously through that USB supported uh, hard drive. Oh, right. If you run it... If so you if you wanted to take router, advantage of that, you'd almost have to have no, two routers, one, one for your VPN and, and one for your the home network. running on the router, which is a configuration by itself. And the problem with OpenVPN with Express is you aren't always guaranteed the right location for or particularly CBS, uh, you will get a U.S. location, but it may be the default point in the U.S., which is what? Wichita, Kansas. I've had it come up with Las Vegas. I've had it come up with L.A., even though their tests all say I'm connected to Denver. You're talking about the CBS way you configure open the VPN manually with their services. Is that right? Right, right. That's open VPN running under DDRT. A, a manual. In conjunction with Paramount or CBS. Yeah. yeah. Well, hey, we're just about ready to open the floodgates onto the internet. It's uh, we got a nice group here. I, I I wonder if any of you have brought some topics for today. I I don't know if you've had a chance to look at the document. It's a little light on topics. I, I'm sorry, I've been working, and so I have not had a chance to read a lot of tech news this week. So I'm hoping to get informed by you folks, and I'm going to paste the document link into the into the chat right now if that's going to work. 
thought I was suave, more suave than that. There you go. So everybody that's just reached us, if you go into the in-call messages, you'll find a link to the document that we're using. And uh, I've switched over to YouTube. This is the San Carlos Computer Club. I'm Scott Stimson from International Computer Solutions. And this is, again, Tuesday at 10. And uh, we're here to talk about the tech topics of the day and try and help each other, give each other some troubleshooting advice, some directions to look to solve problems. Uh, I am always here, uh, available outside of this club if anybody needs help with anything. And mom's here too. Hi, mom. We've got a good group. So did any of you folks, oh, and Linda's just popping in now. I've, uh, I will reshare this document because new people that join the meet group don't get to see the historic chat. And so they don't have the link that I shared earlier. So I'm going to paste it now. I have a topic. Oh, great, Chester. Yeah, what do you got? I, I you know, I have an old computer. It, 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 I bought an Apple, uh, big, you know, big screen because it, at the time that was the only thing available. And of course, I run Windows on it. But I'm having it freeze up, and it's uh, freezing up quite frequent. And I'm just curious of why that would happen. Well, you haven't if added any new software. That, Say that again, Chester. Not that I can think of. You, None that you I know, can think of. Yeah. Well, one of the frustrating things about computers is is that uh, if it's not a repeatable problem, then it's very difficult to solve. Have you? Are you able to narrow it down? Are you able to cause the problem? Like, do you know what causes it to freeze it up? If I, if I, for example, am uh, switching around too, too, too quickly, I think, um, you know, go from one, um, I don't know, from one, uh, not account, but from one item to another item, it'll freeze up. Uh, like I'm, I'm, if I'm in uh, Amazon, and switch items too quickly it, it wants to freeze up or if I'm in uh, Outlook and go from one from one one uh, email to another it'll freeze up do you have a Wait. lot of tabs open I don't know Maybe do you programs open? Yep. Chester, I, I, I think what you want to do is first narrow down whether it's your device or something connected to your device. So if you can repeat the problem, then I would disconnect any extras you have connected to your computer, any external hard drives, any of that kind of stuff, and then try and repeat the problem again. Because it could be it could be an inter, intermittent issue happening in the background of your system that's affecting you. And that would very quickly eliminate anything outside of the box. And if the problem persists, the have, you, you've immediately – go ahead. Is an external hard drive that back, backs up my computer once a week. Sure. So so I think what Stop. I would do is I would just disconnect anything external and then just try and repeat the problem. And I've had devices where I've had to go through and systematically reconnect something because I, I think you ought to just disconnect everything to begin with. If the problem goes away, if, the, if you've got a good test pattern and you can and a repeatable problem if it goes away immediately then you know it's in that bunch of stuff that you had connected to your computer and then one by one reconnecting things and doing that test pattern again to it's a test plan to to see if that it reoccurs and many times you'll sort out there's a bad cable somewhere or there's a hard drive that's having problems and and that just that that issue is causing the rest of your issue but i would disconnect everything to begin 
with. Okay. I would suggest you start with first disconnecting the internet, you know, turn off Wi-Fi or everything and try and see if ever get it to fail with just running applications on your own computer. That's the first thing I think to test. Well, and Dave, that's that's not a bad suggestion, but Chester had mentioned that uh, it was an Amazon thing and then an Outlook thing. If you if you can have the problem outside of the internet applications, then I think that's a great test because as soon as the internet's gone, uh, if if it's related to internet, it should be gone. And so then you know it's an internet problem you're having. I'm, I'm kind of inclined to think it is because yeah. I, if I would move to one attachment to another attachment too quickly, it would freeze up. Yeah. I, I had memory? interest. Oh, go ahead, Linda. I'm sorry. I know you've been trying to get a word in. Go ahead. What about memory? But nothing's changed there in years. Well, and uh, is anything failing or is it just this hesitation that you're having with the computer? Like well, a freezing and you, fre- you know, you can sit here and twiddle your thumb and it'll eventually catch up. Huh? Yeah, but you don't have a, the only spinning drives that you have, I think, are outside the computer. The inside drive, isn't it an no, SSD? I think, I think the inside has two drives, one spinning and one stable. One, um, oh, it's one of those hybrid. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not well, thing, I don't know, five, six years ago. Is it Windows or Apple? Well, it's it's an Windows Apple on Apple. Wrong in Windows. <laughs> Yeah. Mm. Well, because it has a spinning drive, then Chester, you 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 need to be aware that that those spinning drives wear out over time, and so that's also another thing to consider. I think I think that's the train of thought I would follow. Is I like I, I like disconnecting every additional peripheral you have to make sure one of those isn't causing you a problem. Uh, if the problem persists, I like the idea of of testing it without internet. I mean, I guess you can do that either way. Uh, and if the problem persists, then maybe do a check disk on your hard drive. But those spinning drives, they typically get a warranty that's like three to five years. And then what we see is that they start wearing out. And they, they wear they wear out in good behavior. It's got error checking built into it. And so typically you're not losing data as it's wearing out. But what you are doing is losing time because what the drive does is it's self <laughs> identifies that it's given the wrong information and goes back for the information again. You're not aware of that anything except for just taking time to do. And it, right. so as a drive gets older, it physically starts moving slower for you. And eventually it will fail because it's a mechanical part and it wears out. And eventually it will start having errors that will be unrecoverable. But until they're unrecoverable, they are recoverable with error checking. And that's what's happening as it gets slower and slower. Let me give you an example, uh, and I would doubt it's the hard drive based on this example. Let's say I'm in looking at emails, and I'm looking at an attachment, and I drop down to another email and click on that attachment. Well, then she freezes up. The 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 uh, pointer will move all over, but nothing happens. Hey, I've got another suggestion for you that might help. Uh, if you can see my screen, I would turn on the task manager just see. by r- right clicking on the task bar and choosing task manager from the from the menu mm-hmm. that comes up, and that task manager can be used to monitor your performance, and you can see where there's a lag. It's taking forever. You can see in my system right now there is a lag 
come on, bring it up. We're waiting for it. I'm going to switch back to it when it pops up because it's taking too much, this call. And there we go. Here it comes. Come on. I've got too many things rolling in this computer. I'm bringing it up now. There we go. There's my page. This is the task manager. Now, the task manager normally comes up in a very simple, fewer detail view. If you don't use the task manager, this view that's going to come up in just a second, still waiting for it because my computer is working too hard. Okay, this is this is what it comes up in its simple view. I don't know if you can see that right here. It just lists the three programs that I have running right now. But if you click the more details, that opens up a more robust. No, I just did it on my Okay. And then under performance, it gives yeah, you just, historic charts. You see this, Chester? So this is this is historic graphic behavior of your computer. And if you double click on this left hand column, it collapses everything down to these historic charts. And now you can put this off to the side while you're working and you can monitor your CPU, your memory, your hard drive, your USB devices, your Wi-Fi while you're working. So if all of a sudden it freezes up, you can look over and see what has spiked to help you narrow down where the problem is, if it's a memory or a hard drive problem. I didn't, if you're following me along on my screen here, you'll see my CPU is pegged out at like 90% right now. That's the reason I freeze up from time to time. Yeah, mine's at 35, mine's at 38%. Yeah, yeah and I, I think on my system, what happens is the more, the more people that join our group, the harder my processor is running for me to um, broadcast it. But yeah. So okay, that's good. I didn't. I wasn't aware of this. I got it. That could be helpful. Really helpful. I uh, yeah, it's very helpful for me when you I'm diagnosing problems. Your computer slows down, Scott. When more people run, the reason yes. is that everyone is displaying their face and image, well, and thus they're constantly transmitting and recreating that stuff back and forth, causing a huge workload. Yeah, yeah. But the other way to put that, David, is my computer sucks. It's from it's a generation. Seven, I, I Intel. When we're on generation twelve now, yeah, my, my computer is just not not capable of handling it. I'm yeah. I'm doing the best I can with what right I got. Now, it, <laughs> yeah, in my case right now, it's showing Microsoft Edge as being by far my biggest user of everything, and it's the only thing I have running basically on the whole computer right now is Edge doing this broadcast. There's some other tasks running, but consider like mail doing next to nothing. Well, and Dave, you've used this task manager before. You'll see that that many times the task manager takes up a significant amount of processing power. And you have to be wary of that when you're running it, is yes. that you're, you are you can overburden your computer by adding the process of managing the tasks that I just showed you. Like, I just turned mine off because I'm so close to the edge of my computer that just displaying that graph takes more out of my computer than I want it to. In, in that respect, right. I've actually the adopted. Thing, Chester, I'm a little bit suspicious of. Say that again, Dave. Chester, I'm also suspicious oh. of a lock because normally when things don't work well, you know, they'll resolve themselves in a few seconds. If you tell me it takes 30 seconds to resolve, usually that means something is locked and it's waiting for that other process to finish before it releases the lock and then goes back to work. That, that makes a lot of sense because it takes more than a few seconds. Yeah, the problem is Microsoft has lousy controls over analyzing locks that are occurring. 
what, what, well, would, and, what would create a lock? Well, that's what I was going to say. Is that the, the data, they, if they think that another user could be using it, and I would think part of that might be happening from your combined Apple and Microsoft installation, that it could be saying, oh, mm-hmm. I'm going to lock this task in, you know, one of them, and then the other one tries to do something, and it's waiting for the first task to either time out and release the lock or to something be updated. Well, David, keep keep in mind that, that if it's an OS issue uh, outside of uh, a flaw, it would have to be yes. some update that has caused it because Chester's been rolling like this for years and he's reporting this as a new problem. Other than volume could be part of it too. Other Bio than what? Bigger, uh, more apps oh. running, etc. Right, right. But there there hasn't been an issue. It's, I mean, there is every possibility that a Windows 10 update came out that caused this problem. But at the same time, I think we would start hearing about that kind of issue. I think that the, the first direction with this is probably, it's probably set up, it's probably age of the, of the system. It's probably, I mean, it just seems... Seems like a reasonable thought, um, just because it's been working up till now. And in, I mean, the ex- exception is because Windows does change periodically, and so you could have gotten an update that would cause a problem, which would fall along yeah, those kinds ask, of lines. I was going to ask Chester about your the Windows 10 update we just had. Did your problem start when we just did that Windows 10 update? When you uh, when you say that, Linda, you're talking about the 21H2 no, update. The Windows 10 because my uh, laptop that's Windows 10 just had an update on it this week. So so are you talking about the the 20 21H2 update that they they've guess, done this big roll up automatically. Yeah, be, there's been a big roll up that is essentially a change of the operating system to a next generation that came out a while ago, I mean, just like within the last month the 21H2. We were on 21H1 and if you're curious what you're at you can click on your start button with the right mouse button and choose system and it'll show you the about for your version of Windows and it'll tell you which version of Windows you're running. Windows is supposed to understand well enough um, where you're at in all this and decide whether your equipment is ready for any particular version of it. And so any given person may have a different version of Windows given the model of their computer and where we are in the release schedule. I'm waiting for my about to come up now. I should really do this on a different year. taking forever. Yeah, because there it is right there. So if you look at your about, this is the reason I do it on this computer, is so you guys can see it on my screen if you need to. If you look at your settings under your about, it gives you specifics about your computer, and down here it says Windows specifications, and it says the edition and what version you're on. And this 21H2 is the latest version of Windows. So that would be good to note as well. I, it's Go ahead, Linda. Windows 10, correct? Yes, Windows 10 is what we're talking about. In, in my case, if you're looking at my screen, it's Windows 10 Home Edition. Okay. And that's just under System. If you click with the right mouse button on the Start button, it brings up a menu, and one of the options is System. Mine says version 21H2. All right, so you are completely up to date. What date was it installed? Um, I'll go back and see. If it was 
was recently installed, that might be a uh, a point. I mean, that might be uh, at least Linda might be right. It might be related to the latest update. No, it was August of twenty. August. It's got to be twenty one, right? It says twenty. Twenty. We've had so many updates on Windows ten. In- I'll go look online. Yeah, Chester. I think your installed on date should be in the format of month, uh, day, year. Maybe it's not expanded all the way for you to see it all. No, it says August the 7th of 2020. Of 2020? Mm-hmm. You know what? I bet that date. I'm looking at it thinking that it's telling you the date of your current version, but it's telling you the date of the very first version of Windows 10 you installed. And I'm sorry I didn't recognize that, but that's what's going on. Is that that date doesn't represent the latest version of Windows. It represents the first version of Windows installed. You've been running Windows 10 on that computer since August 20 or 2020. I've been running it a lot longer than that. Hmm. Maybe that was the last reinstall of Windows Windows maybe that 10. Was a reinstall. Yeah, maybe there was a problem that required a reinstall. I mean still that was two years ago. <laughs> okay, well, I can't bring it up yet. Okay, can I ask a question? Oh, please do. I, I think we've given okay, Chester yeah. some, some stuff to work with. He's going to come back with information for us next week. Go ahead, Linda. Okay, so you know how you told me to use the user to get on my passport, put on my passport? Well, it stopped doing it, and evidently it didn't put it on and gave me an error message. And now I can't seem to find out. I went into the... Uh, the check disk to find out if there was something wrong, why the um, why it stopped and now it's not in my passport because when I plugged it into my new laptop there's nothing there. So it did, it did the copy successfully but you can't find it on your other computer? No, it didn't do the copy successfully. It stopped in the middle. Okay, so we wouldn't expect to see it on the other computer. Probably not because when I went into user there's nothing there. I wonder why it stopped in the middle. What kind of error message did it give you? Um, it, it had me ask me to uh, check check disk, and I went in there and did a check disk. And but then you, I don't you, know. I'm, you've started I'm the copy to get that again. Laptop up right now. Yeah, Linda, you've yeah, started that start that again. copy again after the check disk. Yes, and I didn't get anything. Wait, so it copied successfully the second. Am I doing something wrong? Well, it sounds like you're having having problems that shouldn't exist. So we're trying to sort out what the problems are. But I'm curious after you did this check disk then did you try the copy again uh no because i i thought it wasn't going to copy and when i went to my user files in my new laptop it does it's not there wait i'm sorry linda but again you did not successfully copy it no evidently not and you got an error message telling you to check your hard drive yeah so it sounds like you must be dealing with a hard drive problem i would suspect it's well, either on your main hard drive or it's on your external hard drive. So you think I should try and clean off my external hard drive again and try to do it again? No, but I would definitely do a check disk on on both drives. You can do a check disk on your uh, external passport? Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. And if it's if it checks out good, then I would be very wary of your your cables as well. Make sure that you feel like you're you have confidence in your USB cable for that external drive, because that can cause problems problems too. Okay. 
Well, this has got that special external USB cord, you know, with the two parts. Right, right, because it's a My Passport. And then if right, that doesn't, I, I'm wondering. I'm wondering, is it because that My Passport doesn't want to go to Windows 11? But I put my passport on the Windows 11 computer. Well, it shouldn't have anything to do with the operating system at that point. I mean, right now, still, it feels like you're trying to successfully copy it from your old computer, and you haven't done that yet. Okay, so let me see if I go back into systems. Okay, now. Yeah, what, what, whatever your solution, it's going to be a time-consuming process. If it's going to check disk, the only way that it's going to go fast is if there is no problems. But if it does find a problem, okay. it could take anywhere from 20 minutes to hours to resolve it. <laughs> if check disk does find a problem on your external drive, well, the next thing I would do is run it again. I also think you've if if there's if there's a problem that won't go away, like you run it again and it finds another problem, well, that's enough for me to say you can't be confident in your external drive anymore or any drive that's behaving like that. Let me say that any drive that's behaving like that. And so you, I think your your whole mode motivation is changing from from uh, uh, copying stuff out of your laptop to getting another another external drive and whatever's on that external drive you might want to back up on a new device as well I, I we're a little okay. I'm, I'm jumping a little ahead but if there's a problem with copying that's telling you that you need to check disk to sort them out you're having a disk problem somewhere and it's either your main drive or it's that external drive okay so tell me something on Windows 11? Where do you find your users? I can't. Your well, I would just use the, the file explorer. On the new computer, huh? I would use file explorer, and then you'll find. I, I don't have 11 in front okay. of me, so I can't look at it. But uh, even in the file explorer, it seems to me they still had that hierarchy off to, in the column to the to on the left, and so you should be able to find like this computer, this, this PC. Yeah, this and, PC. And then if okay. you look, and then that. Right. Opens to the right, and it says things like desktop, documents, downloads, pictures, music. And so that's yeah, where you it. would accommodate any okay, of your Windows. data. Okay, so if I go into Windows, would I right-click on it or left? Well, you wouldn't go into Windows. Windows would be your system folder. Where would I go? Okay, so system back folder. at yeah, it's not a system folder. You're looking for you're looking for where to accommodate your data, which would be under the user. Yeah. So I'm not. I don't have okay, Windows well, 11 in front of me, Linda. But if there isn't a users folder that you can look at. Because that's what you're looking for. Is you're looking for a no. user's folder. If you can't see it, then oh, maybe you double no. You double click on Windows C, and then it brings up BIOS, drivers, users. There you go. Okay, and that's it. Yes. Yeah. Are you good? And there's nothing there. It's got all these different. It's got some stuff there, but well, it doesn't have everything there. Like maybe what was coming. It's got the new stuff there, but it doesn't look like it's got the stuff that came off the other one. So I guess I'm confused. Did you successfully copy from your old computer to the external drive, and the error is on the new computer? No, it's on the old one. I was trying to get the so user I'm, stuff onto the passport. So. So in this conversation, I'm just I'm feeling like we're still on your old computer. Yeah, at, on the old at, computer at no getting... point we've put it into the new computer yet. 
I don't think so because I tried to get something up and it wouldn't come up. So see, like all my pictures, all my pictures, they're not on there. Yeah, but Linda, I'm sorry, I'm just confused where we are at the moment. That's all because I'm trying to get the stuff off my old computer onto the passport. Onto the passport. So you're on your old computer. You're in Windows 10. You're looking at the passport, and what I'm telling you is that if it said that you need to check it with a, a disk check, then you need to check both those drives because you're having a drive issue somewhere. And if you're having a drive issue somewhere, then of course you you would have a fail as you're trying to copy stuff over. And and so things would be missing from it. Okay, so when you go in your passport, how do you get my the user's file or to check what? to do a check disk on the passport? Oh, you actually it wouldn't matter with the user's file. What you'd be doing is a check disk on that drive. You it would pop up in in file manager under this pc with the right mouse button if you okay yeah and there's uh tools if you well properties here here's a i've got an external drive on my screen right now it's a four terabyte backup drive i'm clicking on it with the right mouse button yes under properties it brings up a file tab menu method trying the easy one what's the easy method under tools there's error checking right there easy method is just go into file explore do is set the default to search all drives and folders and just do a search on user well you'll find i've accidentally yeah. deleted something like that myself didn't realize it and you just do a search and then you find where Wait. you accidentally moved it or where it is where it's going to okay, search everything but, on that entire drive yeah sure dave that's a great that's that's a good but advice for finding something if you want to find out your Update status. The, the issue right now is that her copy Windows? is failing, Dave. Update David. <laughs> David, her her issue is that the copy is yes, failing. And I would first do check disk. That's what you I'm telling her to do. First. Number two is FSC. FSC? What's FSC? This system file checker, which says if your it's... directory for getting to files is screwed up, it fixes it. No, I'm sorry. You're talking about the system okay, so file how ver- how checker. Hold it? on. Slow down. Slow down. You can use FS- SFC if you want. But what that's going to do is it's going to compare your Windows files to the archived Windows files to make sure you have the right files and that they're not corrupt. And again, what we're talking about is the failure of copying files directory. from the root it's system to well. an external drive, Dave. It, when she goes to copy the user files I, to her external drive and so that's the issue right now is how do you get all those files on that drive when it's failing we need to find where the failure is and it's going to be it's a disk drive failure it's either in her main drive or the external drive i'm sorry okay i don't know if that helps or not (laughs) we haven't found just a minute we haven't found any errors on the drive you can still scan the drive for errors if you want which which drive should i scan again you should be scanning both drives because two drives yeah two drives are involved in this so you you should be doing a check disk on both drives especially if you don't find a problem on the first one 
I, I'm sorry, Linda, I'm going to do it again on screen here, okay? Here are drives in Windows 10 displayed under this PC, if you're following well, you're my screen. On my, you're not Linda? coming in on my screen. Yeah. And here yes, I'm going to click in, yes, with the right mouse PC. button and choose properties. And that'll bring up this window right here, this properties window. Typically comes up with the general tab. And then you go over to tools. And at the top here, it says error checking. Okay, okay, stop, stop. So check local disk C first. You should check both drives. Right. It's the same process. Now C, if you go to check okay, C, and if it finds a problem, it's going to have to restart the computer. But an external drive, it doesn't have to restart the computer. Okay, so I right click on local C. Okay, so I click left click on C and go to users. You right, right click. No, no, wait, what happened, Linda? You were following me. Again, if you look at my screen, I've got the properties window up for my external four terabyte drive. I, I, I can swear you were right there with me. <laughs> this has nothing to do with users. Okay, so I've got... You asked okay, me listen. how to check okay, the drive. I've got local C up. Okay, so you would click on it with the yes. right mouse button and you'd choose properties from the bottom of the menu. You see okay. my screen? That'll bring up the file properties yes. dialog. It's typically on general, yes. shows you how much. Go to tools. Yes. And at the top, it's got error checking. You just click the button, check. Go to tool. Yeah, correct. Now do okay. that for both drives, However, especially if the uh, first I one you do doesn't show any errors. With the fixed option, because there's nothing else you can do if you find an error other than rerun it with fix. Well, this okay, is so this, this is, is the gr the GUI interface. You don't need to scan this drive. Yeah, but scan it anyway because it's telling you that well, it needs. I'm gonna scan to, it again. But scan both drives, Linda, especially if the first drive doesn't have an okay. error. Okay. All right. All right. And that's gonna take a moment. Right, after I do that, then what do I do? Try and copy your files again. Yeah. But if you find errors, if it reports that something scan needs to be drives. fixed, okay. I would scan it again. And if it reports that something needs to be fixed again, then you're dealing with a drive that's having issues. And so you're, you are you may want to try a different external drive if that's mm -hmm. where the problem is. Or you might be in a recovery mode where you're trying to get that data off of your, your computer because the, the main hard drive is having problems. It doesn't sound like the main hard drive is having problems. You've said you've scanned it okay. already. I scanned it, it must, but it must not be on there. That's what I mean. So I was wondering if I should reformat it and then try to do it again. Because I don't think now there's anything on my passport i reformat the passport you're talking about maybe correct yeah maybe if and i mean if if, if you, you don't have anything there Windows you care 10. about if you're not worried about losing anything that's on the passport if it's just a utility like space that you're moving stuff to but again i'd still do a check disc yeah. on it to make sure that there isn't issues with the passport is it a new passport no Okay, so the chances it's, it's that old. it's having the problems is, are probably high. Like, like, is it over five years old? All right, well, I'll, no. But How, I'm wondering if there's a problem moving from Windows 10 to Windows 11. Well, you haven't done that yet. Correct. That's what no, I tried to do. No, that's what I'm I, saying I, is I thought, you, you don't I even have the opportunity to have that problem yet. You haven't gotten that far yet. The time to be having those problems oh. is when you're trying to get it into the Windows 11 computer, not off of the Windows 10 computer. Right. Okay, this is weird because I have the, the passport plugged in and the lights blinking, but I'm on Windows. I'm on local disk C. <laughs> I'm don't, don't format it. That. What? Don't format C. <laughs> I know. All right. I'll work on it. Okay.
And I I don't know if you guys noticed, I saw that we got an announcement that we're counting down to the 10-minute mark. At the 10-minute mark, how much do we have left here? You click on the blue clock, it'll tell seven you our minutes. call is going to end in seven minutes. Uh, while we're, we'll, we'll, we'll talk that down. Uh, just a reminder, I'm going to Alaska, so our meetings have changed. They haven't changed. I'm sorry. The meetings will stay the same. The plan to do in-person meetings has changed to when I get back from Alaska. Oh, and here's something I thought people would find interesting. There is a website that you can go to if you're looking for one of those old Microsoft services. A good example is Movie Maker. Why can't we use Movie Maker anymore? Somebody made a website called Killed by Microsoft. This is killedbymicrosoft.info, and what it is is a, a complete inventory of all the Microsoft services and applications that they have provided in the past and have now since I terminated. So if you've felt like there was a tool that you used before and you're having just crazy time trying to find it, well, you might check this list because it may not exist anymore as far as Microsoft is concerned. I brought it up here on my webpage. If you can see my screen, killedbymicrosoft.info. And I just thought you guys would find it interesting. There's a search. Uh, I immediately went looking for Movie Maker because a lot of us remember that as being one of the best free movie programs. It's referred to in Microsoft as a live product, and so I'm sure I got to put in L I V. Oh, it's going slow. L I V. Silverlight killed six months ago. There it is. Windows Movie Maker killed five years ago. Later rebranded as Windows Live Movie Maker. Was a video editing software program for home users. It was over 16 years old, and they just pulled it out of their software at some point so that you didn't have access. This is, I think, in total, they've got 75 things listed here between apps and services, operating systems. They've even got hardware that they've discontinued, like mice or routers. I just found it funny, interesting. We've been having these meetings long enough to know that Windows 10 was released for Internet of Things devices, like you could put it on a Raspberry Pi, run Windows 10 on a Raspberry Pi to turn your sprinklers on and off. Well, they've killed that project. I didn't realize that last year, over a year ago, it says. They, they no longer have a Raspberry Pi version of Windows 10. Wonderlist, one of my favorites, was killed almost two years ago. And the original Microsoft Edge, this is all on the home page. So I don't know if you guys have an interest in that. I just found it really entertaining to see how many how many of these packages have been around, promoted. Uh, they, they've been pushed at you to be used. They were available for free. What's going on? Are we moving over? We got three minutes. I see mom making hand gestures. What's going on, mom? Yeah. Well, I have to leave. Oh, no. And I know I'm right in the middle of something very important that you're seeing. Nothing is important, I'm saying. Go ahead. Can I tell you a couple? All right. I just heard this morning on, um, I can, now with this new American thing on radiosity or on your stick, fire stick, uh, I can watch Alaska News. This morning, something came up that I thought you might find interesting. There is in the game area, um, a game that was made by uh, natives out of Barrow or um, another name. I can never remember it. Anyway, it's called Never Alone. And it's been around about eight years, but it was designed mostly for native people. And what they were announcing this day was that 
and no one knew about this except maybe Beryl and some of the villages, but apparently it has caught on. And I forget how many thousands of people have gotten onto this game. So oh, that, that's, I that's was cool. What did you say the name is? Never Alone? Never Alone. Um, yeah. And you said that it, it was developed by who came up with it? Um, I think the last natives in Barrel, because they were trying to figure out a way, a modern way to, to do their storytelling um, so that, you know, the young people have a feeling for what life might have been like or about the stories, what they might look like. And it seems pretty simple. But, um, I've not tried it myself, but just watching what they were saying, I mean, you might think it's too simplistic, but the, the speaker was saying that it's just so surprising how these young native people really are getting into it. And they don't know whoever, ooh, all these thousands of people are. So that might be worth just checking out, just knowing that there's something like that, because it was developed by the Native Corporation. Um, and then, um, didn't know this, the Looming Towers, we just finished. It's a 2018. I thought it was real new, but it has Jeff Daniels, and it was a really good series to watch if you've not watched that. Uh, it turns out it's one fifteen. my appointment. Oh, ah, well. so you're still with us. No, I so can take my last one. My tell, last one. Wait, wait, wait. Tell done. me the name of that one recommendation you just made. What was that called again? The Little Tower. The Little Tower? It's noisy. Yeah, Paul, Does I think you might be bleeding over. I'm going to mute you. If I can, here we go. Okay, what, what was it again? Okay, it's the Looming Tower, L-O-O-M-I-N-G. Now, why it doesn't say towers, I don't know, because, of course, it's about both the towers that fell in New York City, but they just call it the Looming Tower, and it's Jeff Daniel. Okay, and you said and you had another one. one. I have one more. Maybe everybody's watched this, but we could, never could find it and finally did. It's Amer on American Crime. It's their third one that has to do with uh, the, it's called American Crime Impeachment. And it's all about the impeachment of, of course, Bill Clinton. Um, but it's told mostly from Monica's perspective. I just or, heard I an interview with Monica Lewinsky. I thought she was really impressive to listen to. Yeah, she is really grown up to be an impressive young lady after having gone through what she went through. Yeah. And she's so what, using that to help other young women. So what did you call that? Crime something? It's American Crime Series. And, and it's Bill it's, Clinton's. Uh, it's called American Crime. It's the impeachment. It's the third series that has been put out. Season three with a focus on Bill Clinton. Cool. Well, it's from, yeah, it's, it's yeah. all that happened to her. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all I have. I just, I was so excited to have something to share. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to get it done. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, I stay for the rest of the meeting. <laughs> all right. Well, you have, you've, you've done your part. Thank you. <laughs> <I'm done. laughs>
Uh, since we're in a new meet, I'll paste this link to this document again here in case anybody hasn't gotten it yet. I'm trying to edit it on the fly because it's just easier for me to keep track of everything we do in that way. And so you'll find these kinds of neat notes in there. And uh, I brought two news stories with me I thought you guys would be interested in. Real quick ones. Uh, the first one is these Google Meets are supposed to be getting uh, in-meeting emoji reactions. So there's two features that are being brought to these to these Google Meets, and they weren't clear whether this is just going to be on their commercial product. I, I don't know if you're aware, but you can buy services from Google to provide what's called Google Workspace. And it's a commercial version of what we do here. It's Google H or Gmail. It's, it's uh, Meets. It's, um, it's Google Drive. But it's all done on a business on a business level. So it's much more space, many more features. And so maybe maybe these emojis are going to show up in that product and not this one. But because it's such a touchy-feely thing to add, I kind of feel like we're going to see them pop up in our meets. And this will be the ability to like do thumbs-ups or hearts or whatever from your side of things while people are talking. So I'm watching you, and as I talk, you could be hitting a button saying thumbs Thumbs up or thumbs down as as reactions to what the presenter is is saying. So this is a new feature that we're going to be looking forward to in in Google Meet because it's a good thing for you to be able to share with me how you feel about what I'm saying. <laughs> how many thumbs down do you have to have before you just sign off? <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe that's a, uh, a an algorithm that needs to be in there before the meet starts. It's on 45 thumbs down, the speaker is kicked off or muted. <laughs> I wonder if it'll work for college classes. You know, your dad's teaching. <laughs> and he often wonders what they think uh -huh. of him. <laughs> Well, it's very true that it's difficult to capture nonverbal communication in this format. And so this is one more way to do mm -hmm. it. Another option that's mentioned in the same uh, article is that Meet's going to get a picture-in-picture -picture mode. I'm not quite sure what this means. I think you're going to be able to to have two windows. So you'll be able to have a window of your, your group and a window of who's speaking. Or it's going to be one where that window can float around with you so that you can take your meat and you can put it right beside whatever you're doing. And it's it's different from taking a web browser. It's it's a specific piece of the web browser that you're able to take with. Anyway, it's a short bit on updates, and I thought you guys would appreciate it since it's a tool we've been using for over two years now. We're expecting changes once again with it. This time we're aware of them coming. Typically, we just get here on Tuesday morning, turn it on, and go, Hey, look, something's changed. But now if something changes, we're ready for it. I wanted to mention one other news story that I thought was interesting that I did see this week in tech is that Samsung is going to let Galaxy users repair their own devices. Right now, this feels like a bit of a promo, uh, like a... Um, an anti-campaign against Apple. Apple has worked so hard to not let people be able to repair their devices. Samsung is going forward with instructions, a whole website, a trade-in plan. They are focusing on the older devices first, which is really nice because those are the ones that actually are going to need uh, repair. And maybe you're living, you, you don't have the means to upgrade 
your device. So they're providing instructions and access to parts. So this is a very cool thing. It, it kind of signifies this change in the tech space where they're recognizing that there's more people that, that have um, less ability to replace their devices. It's, uh, they're looking more at the environment. It's both economical and environmental. It's just a great way to be socially aware at this moment. So if you've got an old Galaxy phone out there, there's a good chance, maybe even a tablet, that Samsung will provide you with all the help you need to fix it yourself, or at the very least, they're going to be providing that kind of help to people like me so I can fix it for you. Those are the two cool. articles that I brought with me. I find this CNN business article very interesting because they put a picture of Apple under the, uh, under the uh, Samsung title. I think they're just mocking Apple for not being able to be fixed. Changing batteries. This is also an interesting thing. I think that I was reading, I didn't bring an article with me and I just saw it in passing. But I think the the European Union right now is has a, um, uh, a battery replacement bill going through that would require all phones to have repl- user replaceable batteries. And I, I, I have to say, I think this is the way that we shape our future with technology is by insistence through legislation, through, through, um, a, a democratic, a democratic process of what we expect from our technology in the future. Our concerns are, are environmental most times these days. And it seems like if we've, if we've all decided that we need to be able to put a battery into a phone ourselves and the, and they're, they're still not building devices that do that or they build devices in such abundance that don't do that that it is hurting our environment then uh, we have to do it with regulation and i think this is a good way to do it so we may be looking at user replaceable batteries in in the near future if this gets through the european union they are the reason that we have privacy we're able to collect all our private information from a tech company is because of the european union's way of doing things the european union's way of doing charging. They're the reasons that we have USB ports on all our phones for charging. We, they're the reason that you can take your phone over to your friend's house and plug it into his charger when it's going dead. That that was unheard of before they started getting into this kind of regulation. And it just makes sense. It makes sense stuff that businesses just weren't doing at the time. I have exhausted everything that I have brought to today's meeting, and I will entertain anyone else's topics or questions, or we can and go right to some recommendations and then get out of here and call it a day. I did bring two recommendations. That's the only thing left on my list. If you guys are interested in what we've been watching that we've enjoyed, I've got two movies that I would happily recommend and it'll take just a moment for that list to get in front of me. Here it is. We watched a movie called White Boy Rick. I don't know if anybody has mentioned this yet. This is a story about a teenage boy that ended up in gun running. Um, this is this is in Chicago, as well as drug dealing at the behest of the FBI. And it's it's not a happy story, but it's very interesting. And you watch his, how he gets involved in this and where it takes him. It's um, got Matthew McConaughey in it, and it's an easy recommendation. It's uh, it's it's kind of a dark film. And the other to 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 counteract that, to go all the way to the other side of the spectrum, the other 
film, also a Netflix-bound film that we've watched recently that thoroughly enjoyed, laughed all the way through, is a silly movie called The Bubble. If you haven't watched this yet, this is the this is the story of making a movie while during COVID, and these people are trapped together during the the duration of this this production, and the psychological effects and the humor that in that 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 is spawned from from being stuck in this situation with these same people. And it's got some really good actors in it. It's got um, Pedro Pascal from The Mandalorian and from Wonder Woman and from uh, I, I know there's some cowboy people out there that know him from from other stuff. I also think he was in Game of Thrones. Is that right? I don't remember. The uh, Who else is in it? The Bubble has um, ah, ah, it's they're slipping my mind now. The Bubble. Anyway, it's good. You look it up, it's worth watching. It's very funny. We laughed a lot. Just the green screen scenes alone are really good. Karen Gillian's in it. Uh, David did Chauvinese in it uh, from X-Files fame. Um, what's his Apatow's wife's in it? Uh, uh, Leslie Mann, Pedro Pascal, Iris Apatow. That's got to be his daughter. I didn't even realize this. Benedict Cumberbatch is in it. Daisy Ridley's in it. Keenan Michael Key, that's who I was trying to remember. Fred Armisen, Gus Kahn, and Kate McKinnon's also in it. It's just full of people. In fact, I'll just stick it on the screen here. This cast is just amazing. So that's my, anybody else have a recommendation? It's not just movies. It could be TV shows, books, audio books, applications. Uh, Mom recommended a game earlier. I'll put that on the list. I'll go do the research on what that is. I find it interesting to think there's a game out there by Native Alaskans that is becoming popular. Yeah. Uh, that alone, uh, yeah, very interesting. Uh, if you have a book or I just any other, uh, never, al- never Alone, right, mm-hmm. is the name so of I, the game. So I, I started a series. It, it looks just on Netflix. It just looks like Anna, but I think it's Creating Anna. Oh, yeah, that's good. Oh, Inventing Anna, yes. Inventing Anna. Yeah, that Anna character is very smart, but very quirky. You yes. remember her from the Ozarks? The, the actress? The yep. Yes, the little curly-haired blonde one who lives in the trailer. It? What's the name of it? The show is called Which Inventing one? Anna. We've talked about it before here. Yeah. It's the story of that... Um, well, what do you call the heiress? As she was calling. She was a fake heiress that was uh, raising money yeah. from venture yeah. capital to open a um, social club network intended for the very rich. Yeah. If, if I may, aren't there two movies? I've noticed on Netflix there's one called Hannah with an H mm-hmm. and another one called Inventing Anna. The Inventing mm-hmm. Anna one was based on a true story of, of a girl that tried to fraud people and, well, that's the question. Did she try to fraud them or did she really believe that she was going to create this business? And um, it was it was very well done and we have talked about it before. But that other one with the word Hannah in it, I'm wondering if that that's the one Paul's talking about. No, uh, Hannah. Uh, Okay. Is it Hannah or Anna? It's Anna. It's Anna. And Hannah has been the name of a couple of different things, a movie and a TV series, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about inventing Anna. And actually what's interesting is these fraud shows are big right now. I recommended about two weeks ago one called We Crashed, 
And it's another one that is very similar in in scope where where you're left wondering, is she are they actually frauds? Are they just dumb? They took venture capitalists for millions of dollars and spent it on parties and lavishing gifts. The We Crashed is the one with Jared Leto and Anne Hathaway. And it's another series in these kinds of movies and they in the, these kinds of TV shows and then the third one which I haven't had a chance to start yet is called The Dropout and this is the one about the Holmes the Elizabeth Holmes girl and her company Thanos that was building a device so that like Walgreens could take a prick of your blood and run it through a, a machine that would tell you all of the different symptoms and problems you might be having with the blood so you could get Say that again, Chester. She was found guilty. Uh, yeah, yeah, of frauding people out of money. Her boyfriend. Your microphone, Cheryl. Yeah, I was just trying to mute it for her. Say that again, Chester. Her boyfriend is now being tried. Is now being tried. Yes. And I think she actually, at one point in her trial, part of her defense was was using her boyfriend, saying that he had control over her, uh, had abused played her. mind games on her, abused her. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, so I think this is like a trilogy of fraudsters that it, I, I think this true, true crime story uh genre that's become so popular has resulted in these three miniseries coming out at about the exact same time. And they all resolve, uh, revolve around the, the tech area and venture capital, mostly, but not tech, but venture capitalists, the capitalism. So it's very interesting. Well, then I, I watched one um, the last couple of nights, pieces of her or a piece of her or pieces of her. And, and again, it, I don't know if it's based on a, a true story, but uh, rich pharmaceutical um, somebody gets killed and somebody goes into witness protection. It, it was quite well done. I found it quite slow, but um, I think through the whole series. It was a series. And I think it's called Pieces. Yeah. Pieces, pieces of her? A miniseries? Is it Tony Collette, the actress? Mm. I kind of recognized her, but I don't know. Pieces of her. Well, I will look it up. Me too. Yeah. Anything else there, Cheryl? Nope. Sorry for all the packing noises. I'm just putting everything that's going to Canada in the one suitcase that goes in the, the front of the of the back of the car and yes it, it's crazy times here <laughs> well let me let me end this podcast with a quick or end this meeting it will end up a podcast but let's end this meeting with a quick update on san carlos i looked at the covid map for sonora and every municipality is in green right now some places are greener than green i don't know how that i that's cool though and i there has been no intention of trying to stop Samana Santa. I think it's coming at us like floodwaters. The, uh, they have had cleaning going on in all the streets. San Carlos is, is beautiful once again. All the trash is picked up. All the all the weeds have been weeded. And now we're waiting for the desmadre to come over us. But Scott, <laughs> didn't I see that the commissario posted a list of things that were not going to happen? For example, no vehicles on the beach and and that um, no alcohol in certain places. I don't know. I thought I saw a, a bunch of rules. Well, there's always a bunch of rules. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what I'm hoping? I'm hoping with such growth around here in ownership, Mexican ownership, that we have some real influential groups of people that are owning summer homes here and that 
that they will want to come here and take advantage of their new home. And and when they start having problems with trash and people peeing in the streets and 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 broken glass in places, that they will be such a driving force that it will encourage us to have enforcement over that. So that it will. I'm hoping that and I'm this will probably be. It's all hope. It's all hope. It's all hope. I don't know what's going to happen. It's all hope. But this could be the example of enforcement. Like they, is it, the moment things start going awire, there are people complaining about it and getting the police out there to go, hey, put an end to that. Stop that. Because I think we're going to have a bigger influx of families than we've ever had before. And in the past, what we've been is we've been the party location for all these kids that couldn't afford to go anywhere else. Coming from Obergon and Hermosillo, doing their doing their 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 university vacation in San Carlos because all they needed was a cheap bus ticket and they could sleep on the beach and save the rest of their money for beer. I think that this Semana Santa will be the biggest influx of Mexican families over the Semana Santa time period, and I just hope that has some influence over just the whole air of the experience. Paul, are you well, trying to say be, something there? It'll be nice um, after Semana Santa with all the Canadians will be gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I see one that. packing right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, a, a lot of uh, Canadians have left uh, Loma del Mar already. Hey. By the way, um, I just got my second booster shot. Your dad and I decided we would get it before we had home and so far no reactions to it oh good good did you have so to sign up on the website and make an appointment to go get it or were yeah. you able to walk into a store and just get it well some of the uh, there's at least one i know of around us of um walgreens that will do walk-ins but the other walgreens the one we use the closest to us we had to have an appointment and we got it online Excellent. Well, I'm going to let you guys go. I just realized Fred has not been with us all meeting, and I actually had an appointment to help him remotely today after the meeting. So I need to find out what's going on with Fred. So I'm going to let you guys go. Say that again, Cheryl. There was was another time change thing that happened. Um, All of a sudden, my my phone decided that we had changed last Sunday. So I I don't know if Costa Mexico changed time last last week, and Canada and U.S. changed before that. So uh, there's been a couple of time changes. Yeah, that may have been it. He just got caught up in the time change. He's probably going to join us momentarily as we're walking out of this meeting. (laughs) Hey, when are you guys out of here? Uh, Thursday morning. Thursday morning. All right. Well, I don't know if I'll see you in person again before you leave. So let me say goodbye now. Yeah, we're going to come up and just explore three days in southern Arizona, down in the Bisbee Tombstone area. Oh, great. Yeah, we we had a lot of fun there. Sorry, there's caves down there. I can't remember what it's called. Um, But there's one cave that is really designed to not let people through but yet let people through wish i could think of what it's called but it's it's below tucson towards um uh where were you scott where did you go Um, tombstone tombstone it's it's in that somewhere between tucson and tombstone well i'm thinking they're wonderful what karchner karchner caverns i think that's it it's really well worth going through they're wonderful caves well, Sandy, I'm more interested in the winery than the the. Nah. <laughs> well, there might be one at the bottom. I'm not sure. <laughs> You'll have to go down and see. <laughs> the cellar cask. <laughs>
<laughs> I think you're lying with you. No, they won't let you do that. I remember. <laughs> All right, guys, I'm letting you go. Until next Tuesday, tech on. Happy trails to those of you traveling. Well, that's it. We did it again once more. That was a computer club meeting, a virtual computer club meeting. We are still not having in-person meetings, and that's probably not happening until October at the earliest. I am tentatively planning for that. Uh, until then, until next Tuesday, everyone have a great week and tech on.